Welcome back to the Code 1098 True Crime Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This case takes us north to Canada. Between 1978 and 2001, at least 65 women disappeared from Vancouver's downtown east side. The disappearances led to the largest serial killer investigation in Canadian history. The case also put a microscope on the bigger issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls in Canada. In 1978, a task force began compiling a list of women. Due to the marginalized lifestyles and transient habits of the victims and other people in the downtown east side, most of the disappearances often went unnoticed. The disappearance of Sherry Rail in 1984 was not reported for three years. In 1987, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police set up a special team to investigate the unsolved murders and disappearances of sex trade workers, but it was quickly disbanded in 1989 due to limited progress. They still hadn't identified Robert Picton, who operated a pig farm in nearby Port Coquitlam and was the one responsible for the disappearances of many of the missing women. Police missed several opportunities to stop Picton. One example is, on March 22, 1997, a woman Picton had taken to his farm fought back when he attempted to handcuff her. She got a hold of a kitchen knife and there was a struggle. Both the woman and Picton got serious stab wounds. The woman got away and ran to the road. She waved down a car who called an ambulance. While the woman was undergoing emergency surgery, Picton was receiving treatment for his injuries in the same hospital. An orderly found a key in Picton's pocket that fit the handcuffs on the woman's wrist. Picton was quickly arrested and charged with attempted murder, assault with a weapon, and forcible confinement. The charges were eventually dropped because the woman, who was granted protection from identification by the courts, was not considered a competent witness due to her drug addiction. Picton claimed she was just a hitchhiker who had attacked him. For many years, rumors were heard about the strange things at Picton's pig farm, but it was dismissed by most people, including local police, as just gossip. In 2001, the Vancouver Police and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police formed Project Even-Handed, which was a joint task force to investigate the missing women from the downtown east side. In the first few days of February 2002, a former employee of the farm informed the police that he had personally seen illegal guns in Picton's trailer home. That information gave officials what they needed to obtain a search warrant. A few days later, officers of the task force raided the pig farm. They discovered several illegal and unregistered guns and they found items connecting missing women to the property. Picton was arrested on weapons charges and then released on bail. He was kept under surveillance and was not permitted to return to the pig farm while police conducted a thorough search after executing a second warrant. Among the evidence police discovered were handcuffs, women's clothing and shoes, jewelry, and an asthma inhaler prescribed to Serena Abbotsway, one of the missing women. DNA testing of blood found in the motorhome on the property proved to be that of another victim, Mona Wilson. On February 22, 2002, Picton was arrested again and charged with two counts of murder. A total of 26 murder charges were eventually brought against him. While Picton was being held in the jail, he shared a cell with an undercover police officer he believed to be another prisoner. The two had a conversation where Picton bragged that he was a legend and had murdered 49 women and that he had wanted to make it an even 50. The following is a video of the exchange. 
Picton had lured the women who mostly worked as sex workers in Vancouver's red light district to his home, where he imprisoned them, tortured, and then murdered them. Their bodies were either fed to his pigs or put through a meat grinder. He went as far as grinding some of the human flesh into mints and mixing it with pork, then selling it to meat processing businesses, family members, friends, and even the local police. The pig farm became the largest crime scene in Canadian history. Investigators took 200,000 DNA samples and seized 600,000 exhibits. Archaeologists and forensic experts needed heavy equipment to sift through 383,000 cubic yards of soil in search of human remains. The cost of the investigation was estimated at nearly $70 million. Later in 2010, a government inquiry was established to examine the Picton case and how it was handled by authorities. In December 2012, the Commission of the Inquiry issued a final report. They titled that report, Forsaken. The report stated that blatant failures were made by police, including inept criminal investigative work, which was then compounded by police and societal prejudice against sex trade workers and indigenous women. The report concluded that these failures by police led to a tragedy of epic proportions. In an attempt to do better, the Vancouver Regional Police Force was created. Emergency shelter for sex workers was funded and a missing persons unit was created at the Vancouver Police Department. Picton was convicted on six charges and sentenced to life in prison. Of the 26 disappearances officially attributed to Picton, one occurred in 1995, one in 1996, six in 1997, four in 1998, five in 1999, two in 2000, and seven in 2001. Any other disappearances before and during this period were not officially connected to Picton due to a lack of evidence. Thank you for listening to Code 1098. Head over to my Patreon page to join the discussion about this case and others. Thanks for tuning in today.